Hey, hey, Colin here. We just launched our Patreon, so if you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash Colin Stucker. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash C-O-L-I-N-S-T-U-C-K-E-R-T. We will have exclusive updates coming. It will also give us more opportunities to invest more in the show and release more shows. Some other bonuses with the different tiers. Check it out over at patreon.com, and thank you for your support. Another way that you can support the show is you can head over to Wild Foods and use code AMPODCAST12 for 12% off your entire order of real food, superfood, supplements, and ingredients. These are products that I've been using myself in my daily life for years. I recommend checking out our fish oil and our collagen. And also make sure you check out the Cocotropic. It's one of my favorite products. Cocoa, mushrooms, delicious. Head over to wildfoods.co and use AMPODCAST12 for 12% off your entire order. Feel free to skip this video because I'm going to talk to you about something that's timely in 2020, politics, but just simple, broad, not specific, not getting into issues. Before I get into that, a quick disclaimer, when I was younger, I didn't pay attention to politics. I probably thought of myself as a Democrat. Now, as an adult with family, I see things differently. I don't like labels. I don't like saying you're this or that, whatever. I think the truth on almost everything's in the middle. I wouldn't say the far right has it figured out. The far left doesn't have it figured out. I know that for sure. And the truth is probably somewhere in the middle of everything. But when you have a two-party system, even if there are independents, for all effective purposes, America is a two-party system. You get one side or that side to vote for pretty much every single time. This creates polarization. This creates the typical, I got to pick the lesser of two evils. What a terrible way to run a country of hundreds of millions of people forcing them to pick the lesser of two evils and then becoming okay with it. Are you kidding me? The idea today is very simple. If you believe in American values, you have to resist the far left and the ideas of socialism, Marxism, and communism. Let's just call it collectivism for short. Puts them all together. That's what the far left has become. That's what Democrats have become. That's what democratic ideas have become. Plato and Socrates, or Plato specifically, I believe Socrates too, hated democracy because they didn't trust the average person to be able to vote. And you can actually see this playing out in America. Now, whether you agree with that or not, it's very muddy. There's a lot of different points on all ends, etc. When you have the masses able to vote for people that promise to basically put money in their pocket or do this or do that, right? The typical just like political framework is I'm going to appeal to a certain class. I'm going to make that my whole position, my whole campaign, and I'm just going to hammer, hammer, hammer on all these things I'm going to do for this selective class of people. I'm going to appeal to maybe uh, lower income and say, we're going to give you money and do all these things and give you things and, and you're oppressed. You know, I'm going to appeal to all that. I'm going to appeal to their fear of the other guy winning and then vice versa. I'm going to appeal to rich people or this or that or, or religious. This is the problem with two-party system, left to right. They're always just appealing to one end of the spectrum. But the truth of everything somewhere in the middle. And when it comes to government, the best government is the smallest government as possible. And people think that America is actually a capitalistic free market. It's not. We have a controlled money supply. We have crony capitalism. We have lobbying and government regulation. 75,000 new laws and regulations get passed a year. It's only a matter of time before we're all criminals. In fact, did you know this? In fact, that reminds me of something where many people have probably committed a potential felony not even known this. When you transfer 10000 or more dollars from one bank to another or you deposit or take it out, that gets reported to the IRS or I think it's the IRS, maybe the Fed or whoever's controlling that. This has been said to prevent money laundering. It's just another form of control of citizens for the most part. 
There's a law that if you do things to try to circumvent the reporting, maybe you transfer $9,000 because you just don't want the government looking at you. Doesn't mean you're doing anything legal, nothing. But if they prove that you did that to circumvent the reporting on purpose, they can charge you with a felony. I guarantee you there's been potentially thousands of people that have done this or are doing that on a regular basis, having no clue whatsoever. And if they were ever put under a microscope by the government and the government wanted to come after them for some whatever reason, they would be able to charge them with a felony and claim, oh, you made a bunch of $9,000 transfers. Even if they didn't know it, right, and they could prove it in the court of law, that could potentially be a felony and you could potentially go to jail. That's just one example of the stupidity of government and why the smallest government is always the best government and the largest government is always the worst government. And anytime government does anything in public life, it makes it worse. I'll give you another example. There's a minimum wage law passed in New York specifically for car wash workers. They raise the minimum wage to $15. The idea was, you're taking advantage and they're not making a they're not making a lot and this and that. So let's raise the minimum wage. We'll protect the workers and you know everybody will be great. And guess what happened? Most of those car washes, the hand wash car washes that had, you know, 15 people or so working daily, washing a bunch of cars, doing a lot of hand washing, get that finer detail. They lost their jobs. And guess what happened? The rise of the automated car wash with two employees, one manager, one guy to basically shuttle cars through and from a robot took over. And they were only economical because of this new $15 minimum wage. And then the hand wash that most customers would have preferred because they like the extra touch. They don't want a robot. They want people to do it by hand. It's more delicate. They were priced out of the market. So the employees lost their job and became criminals. Why? Because they were then opening up these illegal car washes and doing it based on the side of the street. And I'm sure police come by and try to enforce that and say you can't do that or whatever. This is what you get when politicians who are detached from the free market, right? They're in a position of power that it doesn't matter if what they do works or not. They have no skin in the game as Taleb talks about. He wrote a whole book about it called Skin in the Game. This is why politics, especially when they meddle in free market forces and in, you know, they mess with the dollar, do all these things, they just destroy things. They destroy productivity. They remove the actual free market forces that make capitalism the, the best form of you know, living government that humans have ever devised. They destroy it. They make it worse. And that's how you get the financial crisis, 2009. And these things keep happening. They say banking regulation, you know, it's harder forever to small banks to compete. And all the big banks basically just end up with monopolies because they're the only ones that can afford the regulation aspect of it. So I know I'm going off on tangent here. And if you're still here, then you always care about these ideas, right? Because obviously this is a little bit about politics. And I know people say, I don't want to hear about politics. Then turn the freaking video off. But if you're here, you're an American and you care about these things, maybe you have kids, maybe you don't, but you pay taxes. I have to write a check for thousands of dollars to the government every year. And I just sent it off and it's very painful. I have skin in the game, employees, company, family, a future investments, whether should I own my house or not? Do I even feel comfortable having equity in my house if we're living in a, a, a country where the left's going to take over and basically just do more things like tax and steal and do all these things and give it to people and, and, and just make things unfair but worse off? It's not even about a fairness thing. It's like taxes to a certain extent are reasonable. I understand why they're there. But taxes and then mismanagement of those funds, mismanagement of everything, like we're not even having rule of law and the Constitution protected in 2020. Blatant violation of this is going on. The, man, the mass, the social, this, the pandemic, all this nonsense. If I'm paying taxes, shouldn't those things be protecting me and the Constitution and the things that America was founded on? Isn't that the freaking point? When that happens, yeah, I have a problem with taxes. I have a problem when the government is bankrupt 
and it spends money on things that are ridiculous and it promotes things that are ridiculous and it selectively enforces rule law and it selectively enforces censorship and freedom of speech and whatever. So the idea is, is simple. The idea here is, and this was my post that I'm doing the video on it. If you believe in American values, you must resist the socialist ideas of the left. And that's what the left has become. It's become insane. The left has gone insane. America has started on a new path in 2020. And I don't think people even realize that it's never going to be the same again. Where we go from here is very uncertain. It could be a complete crumbling and then a rebuilding. It could be just some kind of reset. I don't know. But the only thing for it to truly crumble is for the masses to sit and watch. You know, there's that quote that the only thing for evil to prevail is for the average person to, to do nothing, basically. That's what's going to happen in America. If the silent majority, right, we hear about all the time, the silent majority, they're going to vote this way or that way or whatever. They just don't say anything. They don't get involved, but they're out there. Yeah, they're probably out there. But look at what's already happened. Look what's already going on in 2020. Unchecked abuses of power. Criminals being set free or not prosecuted at all for political reasons. Business owners being arrested. Look up Atlas Gym to get, learn more about that. This is not America. We are not currently living in America. I believe that. It will continue the way these things do until there is a reason for it to not continue. And yes, you should speak up. You should fight back silly, disobey, do all those things. I've written about that. I've been doing a lot of content around that. Go to Colin.coach to get all that. You know, do that. But also, please protect yourself. Protect your family. First, get the knowledge. I should say second, get the knowledge. First, get your passport. That's the minimum. You can't even leave this country if you don't have your passport. So get your freaking passport. Get the knowledge. Maybe where would you go? Why would you go? Understand the Constitution. Look at some of the things going on. Wake up. You know, take the red pill, as they say, which is basically just means that you look at what's really going on. Stock up maybe a little bit on food. Get some gold and silver and Bitcoin. These forms of money, they can't take from you. They can't uh, print up more of them to inflate them the way they can with dollars. Dollars are extremely risky. I have a bunch of videos like that. In fact, here's a video on how to buy gold and silver up here. And then finally, don't be afraid. You shouldn't be afraid of a virus that has a, you know, basically 0.003 or 0.03, depending on the age group, uh, death rate, which basically also means it has a 99.97% death rate in the most susceptible group, which is 70 plus. But for everyone else, it's, it's like even more decimal points, it's like 99.9997 or something like that. Basically numbers that don't mean anything. It's like, if you're going to drive your car, yes, you run the risk of, of getting an accident and dying or getting hit by something or a comet could fall from the stars and hit you in the head and kill you. The numbers are almost meaningless to the point where you're not going to change your life. You're going to keep living and you're going to live your whole life and you're not, it's not going to matter. And if you are susceptible or you have a, a health condition, then you just do things to mitigate that. The first thing you should do is get outside, get sunlight, get exercise and eat right. I actually believe that even people with the comorbidities morbidities they're talking about, the, the, the susceptible group, if they did those things, if they were eating real food, not processed food, not sugar, not seed oils, if they were going outside, getting sunlight, moving, taking a walk for 30 minutes a day, doing a basic exercise routine, and then stop the fear, if they stop being afraid, I don't think anybody would die from the current. And then you get into faulty reporting and the death rate's going down and the numbers are going up. It's it's. It's a scam in broad daylight. It's, it's, a, it's literally a scam in broad daylight because the flu influenza of 2017, 2018 was one of the worst we've had in years. Nobody did anything and life went on. And guess what? In America, every day, 7,500 people a year, a day die. 7,500 people die before 2020, they died. And after they will, it's, it's something that is a part of life. It's a part of nature.
And when you have billions of humans on the planet, we can't even fathom what that actually means. And that's why people get so afraid because they don't understand numbers. They don't understand large numbers. Their brain can't even comprehend it. They don't understand the perspective of numbers and situations and extenuating circumstances. I won't get into that now, but for today's topic, if you're an American and you're listening to this and you believe in American values, you have to resist the ideas of the left. And I'm not going to tell you how to vote, but you have to take that for what that means to you. If you voted left your entire life and you think that your options, even if it is a lesser of two evils in your mind, if you think that one evil is worse or if that the the because the left is worse at this point, the left is worse. The left, I think, is crumbling. Like the way the current version, they're just grasping at straws because they know they're on a sinking ship. The ideas are terrible. The last president, terrible. Even though he came in with big promises, it's because the ideas that the platform is based on, these collectivist ideas, these bigger government, more intervention ideas are proven to not work. If they sound good at rallies, at a speech on paper, but they don't work in real life, that's the scientific method. You have a hypothesis. Oh, these ideas sound great. You get data by, ex by experimenting, by doing tests. Oh, wow, $15 minimum wage. But wait, it didn't work. Everybody lost their job. And then you go back to the drawing board and you say, okay, well, we have, we've done an experiment. It doesn't work. What do we do now? Politicians don't do that, though. Politicians are politicians. Government is government. They're not scientists. Even when they cite science, they're doing it in a way that can only support whatever their agenda is and whatever they believe is and whatever they tell their constituents is. The system itself is broken, but you do have to ask yourself, if you're going to vote, if you're going to support anybody, even if it is the lesser of two evils, you got to pick. And at this point, the left is unpickable. It is as deep as I'll go into this political topic. If you are here and you watched it, I appreciate that. But more importantly, I hope you do something with it. I hope it opens your mind a little bit or you think about it more. You think about your future, your kids. This stuff in 2020 is scary. And I think long-term, I'm not going to be raising my kids here. And that kind of makes me sad because there's a lot of really good people out there. And they're just going to suffer because, again, it's there is something we can all do, but it is limited. Sometimes it can feel hopeless. But like with this internet, if we use it in a certain way, if we use it as a tool for good, then it can be good. But most people, you know, are either not savvy enough, not willing to do that. They have other things they got to worry about. And then those that are using it as a weapon, like the left and the crazy SJWs and cancel culture, they're using the internet as a way to suppress freedom of speech, to selectively cancel certain people over certain things, take things out of context, basically fake news, you know, cut this much of a video to take it out of context and use it or this much of a picture or, or quote. It's unbelievable what's going on in our world. And that's why I keep saying the internet's the greatest existential threat for humanity, especially for America, because it like puts fake news and propaganda. That's what it does. It puts propaganda on steroids because propaganda is more easier than ever to deliver. And you can cut, paste, trim, and, 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 and add things in a way so that it's very hard to even see through what is propaganda. It's insane. But again, don't be afraid. I'm actually becoming less afraid every day. So again, this isn't fear-mongering. You shouldn't be afraid. But if you aren't prepared because you haven't taken the time to do it and you're just kind of in la-la land or you're ignoring it, then, you know, be afraid because you should, you're, be, you're, you're failing. You're failing your family. You're not, you're not doing what you need to do. And there's not a lot of things you have to do. Just do a little bit of things. Do a little bit of research. A little bit of understanding. Prepare yourself financially a little bit. Prepare yourself and your family with passports and some food a little bit. It's not hard to do. Once you get it done, I'm telling you, it will be a weight lifted off your shoulders. It really will. 
build your basic plan B, which you can learn more about on my website. I have that under the guide section. Hop on the newsletter to get more content like this and just kind of stay up to date. And if you don't have time to, to dive into all those things, I'm spending a little bit of my time doing it. And you can come to me and I'll offer to give you my best objective opinion on things. But it's hard to see any light at the end of the tunnel right now. I still have it. I'm still hopeful because I am an optimist. I've always been an optimist. And that's why I never paid attention to politics because I just assumed, ah, politics will figure itself out. You know, they're smart people in government. They'll, there's good people in government. They'll, they'll figure it out. I just don't know if that's the case anymore because when you see the fact that it's this quote, Upton Sinclair said, never rely on a man to understand something when his salary depends on not understanding it. That's the problem we have. People are afraid to speak up in organizations. They don't want to lose their job or they're told to do this or there's pressures to do that. And that's why change in these ways take a long time. They, they can be very subtle and insidious and, and have to be done behind closed doors and through lawsuits and then they get exposure and then they grow and they grow. And then enough people are kind of, you know, talking about it that it becomes a thing and then, you know, eventually the tide will change. Same thing with masks, social distancing. It's really, really hard to change the perception of the public once it's already made up its mind. And the public has decided that they should be afraid that there's some crazy pandemic going on, that everybody should stay inside and wear their masks and social distance and do all these things that aren't even based in science because that's what the media told them to do and that those are the guidelines and this and that. And it's all propped up by fear, by personal agenda, and by the elite and the politicians that are their puppets, basically, that love this stuff. They love it because it's all part of... It's either part of their plan, if you want to go down that rabbit hole, or it's just a thing that happened that they're now taking advantage of. And that's what it comes down to. If you don't think the media is biased, if you can't see through that, your head is in the sand. So just wake up. It's right there. That's going to be it for today. Like, subscribe, share. Let me know. What do you want me to cover? Talk about. You want more videos like this? Less videos or podcasts? Always open to hear your feedback. If it's constructive, call in coach. I'll see you in the next one. Hey, hey, Colin here. Got a freebie for you. Click on the button below to go to the ancestralmind.com and download the seven principles of living wild. This is a short PDF that's got some of the main principles such as real food, sleep, movement, and a couple more that are going to help you live more ancestrally in accordance with your genes.